This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vail Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vail Valley Partnership. This is the Partnership Podcast. It's Eric Williams. I am live at Venture Sports. I'm at the warehouse. Mr. Broombaugh, Mr. Mike Broombaugh, owner, operator, player coach. Hi, buddy. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? Man, I mean, you can't see this on radio, but it's a beautiful day out there. We got blue skies. We're looking out at Beaver Creek, the slopes, and uh, it's a great day to be alive, as a good country song once said. <laughs> you know, there's a good chance they can still see this. That if they look out the window, it's going to be blue skies and gorgeous because uh, it seems to be kind of the, what's going on recently. Unless they happen to watch this tomorrow, in which case they're calling for six inches of snow, but hopefully <laughs> we'll just ignore that. No, we're not doing that one. So whenever you're consuming this, whenever you want, this is uh, me and Mike, and we are standing outside of the warehouse right now. Uh, I know you're going to take me into the office, but uh, can we walk through the shop and see what's going on? Absolutely. So uh, we're walking in the door here, and we're, uh, we got Nick, uh, an actual Vail local, uh, born and raised here, and uh, we got Nick and Isaac working on some bikes. Uh, they got a bunch of bikes they picked up from some Second homeowners up in uh, Mountain Star, and they're tuning them up, getting ready to go, and you know, going through the spring stuff, putting new tires on stuff. Uh, the bikes that are set up tubeless, they're putting new stands sealant in them because that turns to uh, nice little coral reefs, you like to call them. So the tubeless tires, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You put liquid latex in there, okay. uh, which is what makes it seal, and it plugs. Yes, insert your joke here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it seals little holes that you get, and what happens over anywhere between three and six months is that liquid latex coagulates, and it literally looks like little heads of coral. You would know about this since you just got back from a I cruise. Did, I did, How about I did, that? Yeah. I had to drop that little nugget there. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and so we'll go through and replace that uh, stand sealant that's in there and get them ready. So that's one of the things that we do for a lot of bikes when they're getting ready to go out for the first time, having been in winter storage. So this is one of the things that uh, I'm thinking, like, am I behind the times? Is it all tubeless now? Is that the direction we're going? I would say 99% of stuff is tubeless. You still will carry a tube with you as a repair just in case you do get a flat that yeah. uh, sealant will not seal. But, yeah, I would say, what do you think, Nick? Probably 98% of the bikes that we sell right now are set up tubeless. Yeah, everything's coming out of the box tubeless nowadays for sure. Wow. I have not run a tube in a bike personally in, oh, man, <laughs> at least – Seven years. Really? Really, really. So, but it seems like a rite of passage where you're supposed to be a kid at one point, and then you're supposed to have that big boom, and then you go over the handlebars. I mean, I've done it more than my share. Hopefully minus going over the handlebars part, but you still do need to. Into something soft. Yes, exactly. (laughs) The nice fluffy dirt that we have around here. Um, It is still a great idea to learn how to change a flat because there will be a time when you're out on the trail or out on the road when you do get a flat, and it does not seal, and you still have to put a tube in there. So we do flat repair clinics. There's lots of great bike shops here in the valley, Uh, most all of them give a flat repair clinic come in with your form of whatever alternative payment you want um and yeah you know ask the boys and girls behind the counter hey can you show me how to change a flat and most every shop would be happy to do it to you adventure sports certainly does it but there's plenty of other bike shops that do it as well i think that's super cool you know one of the things i always think about walking into venture is that uh, when i'm on the and we're in the back here and i'm going to see like the tour de france bikes the most amazing bikes in the world but i'm seeing look a normal touring bike yeah and i'm seeing a gorgeous hot pink uh, little hot girl's pink. bike that looks like over here so you guys kind of do it all we do it all so that's i'm looking at the specialized hot rod here oh hot rock hot sorry rock, yeah. Yeah. yeah a very lovely uh hot pink bike that you would look really lovely on i 
I ride the Paw Patrol edition. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You would look like a circus bear riding a tricycle on it because it's a little bit small for you. But yeah, we do everything. Whether you bought the bike from us, bought it from uh, Walmart, brought it from eBay, uh, we tune everything. So these bikes that are in here are pretty old vintage. The Marin that Nick is working on, I'm going to say that thing is maybe older than Nick is. Um, it's at least 25 years old. It's in great shape, um, but it's an older one. And then down on the end, we have actually a Pinarello Dogma F, which is literally a Tour de France bike. It's oh. what Team Ineos will be riding this year. Um, so you see the full gamut of the spectrum right here. Yeah, so, you do. That's yeah. so cool. I love that uh, it, it's against the backdrop of boots and skis that have moved on. How was that season for you guys? Uh, season was great. Um, you know, a lot of people say, boy, it must have been a great season because you had such great snow. I'm going to sneeze. Please. We Please. can do that. At, no, we can do that on podcasts. Okay. Yes, yeah, no. if it's a good one, then it's even better. Ah, oh, I made it go away. Here. <laughs> There there we go. Go. That, that, I, now people know it's real. Yes, I am blessed indeed. Um, we had a great ski season, um, lots of snow, which we're really psyched about that for the river people um, out there listening. Um, Nick happens to be one of those. Um, it's, this is all about Nick, I guess. I know, it's um, the Nick podcast. Yes, it is the yeah. Nick, podcast. <laughs> um, Nick, are you dating anyone? Uh, very much dating. Isaac, on the other hand, I think Isaac's a uh, free agent, aren't you? So if anybody, you know, Isaac is, is young and mingle, young and single and love to mingle. Yeah. So, um, and a good looking dude. And he knows bikes right there. If I weren't a married man, I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, yeah we're getting way this off. This has turned into an odd podcast, it, but you know, that's what we expect. That's venture sports. Yep. Um, so yeah, great ski season. Uh, a lot of people said, Oh, the snow was good. You must've been busier. Good snow doesn't necessarily equate to uh, a lot more business, but I think the hotels had, you know, decent occupancy. If the hotels are busy, we're busy. If the airport is busy, uh, I know the partnership is a huge driver of heads and beds and yep. people to the, uh, airport. And so when those two entities are uh, busy, we're usually busy. So it was a great season. Plus, even if it wasn't a great season business wise, um, when you get to ski good snow, it makes everybody happier. So. It does. It does. And every so often when those passes would close and it'd be like, oh, it's just ours today. You oh, know, that wasn't, wasn't all that terrible. Hey, yeah. thanks for running me through the shop you real quick. Uh, I know we're heading on back to your little spot and then I want to talk summer trails. I want to talk where I should be at this point, because if I am like, I try to think of myself as the average guy and I'm letting you insert your joke there. But uh, if I'm the average guy, I just quieted down. It's very nice here. Uh, and I'm wondering, uh, what do I do with my bike right now? It's been, you know, underneath the back deck. I, it's been underneath the back deck. I did rinse it off, and then I did the little, I sprayed it with WD-40. I'm not a very good bike guy. I know I'm terrible. And then I, uh, I put it under a tarp with the, all the other bikes that are underneath the back deck, and we pull them out, and we bump up the tires, and it seems to go. It makes different noises than it should before. <laughs> Yeah, so generally what you want to do in the spring is uh, WD-40 being, <clears throat> you saw my reaction when you said I that. I did, so. I did. I wish the radio could have seen, yes, the just crashing of his face. <laughs> there are thousands of bike shops in the world that have stickers that say WD-40 is not bike lube. Funnily enough, bike WD-40 then went out and actually started making bike lube. But in general, the WD-40 that you buy at Ace Hardware um, that you spray out of the can is not bike lube. So... You can be forgiven for that, but basically some sort of lube on the chain, just like you don't want to put your skis away with snow on them so they're soaking wet, so you take them out in the, in the fall and they're covered in rust. In like fashion, everything that's metal on a bike can and will rust, so you want to have some sort of lube. Generally speaking, you want to have a bike-specific lube. Again, every bike shop in town will have some good lube. So you bring the bike in. What we're generally going to do is check your chain for stretch. So chains actually stretch over time. All those little metal links will stretch out, and so we have a tool that tells us what the stretch amount is on that 
And if you're past a certain point, you replace the chain. On the cassette, which is all the gears on the back, you have either 9, 10, or 11, or 12, depending upon how old your bike is. Um, and so sometimes those get worn out also. So the two main wear items that we see are your chain and your cassette. Um, if those are in good shape, then we just go through and literally just adjust the shifting so that when you press the little lever to shift it easier or harder to pedal, instead of it going clunk, 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 clunk into gear, it goes snap right into the gear like it did when it was brand new. Oh. That actually changes over time as things stretch and wear out, so we can adjust that back into tolerance so it shifts nice and crisp. Brake pads are a big one. Um, we do have some hills here in the Vale Valley, um, and so what goes up ultimately, ultimately, hopefully comes down. And so your pads are a wear item, whether you have old school cantilever brakes, that rim brakes where it uh, pinches onto the rim of your wheel or whether you have disc brakes which most new brakes over the course of the last decade have turned into disc those pads then wear out we replace the pads pads are cheap they run anywhere from 15 to 30 dollars for brake pads rotors which are the metal things that they stop on just like your car yeah. um, those are expensive so we like to tell people is replace your pads frequently and then you don't run into hundred dollar bills for replacing rotors very parallel conversation to your car that you drive thank you yeah Jesus is everything right now i mean yeah. we went dating advice cars bikes hey this is perfect you know were you giving a good recipe <laughs> yes i got a great marinara that i can talk about next <laughs> i want to talk about uh, so yes i am the uh, guy who pulls it out and thank you to know that the adventure and like you say other bike shops i appreciate that uh, you know you guys work in partnership with so many different people can take care of something like this um let's talk trails it's that time of year, like you know, and you, you know, threw me under the bus a little bit, saying yes, I was away on vacation. But we came back, and my sons went, "Oh my word! Like, it's ski time. It is time, or it's done with ski time. It's bike time. It's time to go. Uh, is it time to go everywhere, or are there spots I should be hitting early that are much better than others?" So there are still stuff that is closed. Um, pretty much everything uh, in Vale is still closed because we got snow, which is a good thing. Uh, we have mountain games coming up here, shoot, in what three weeks, yeah. and we're. Kind of holding their breath a little bit as to what's going to happen there. <clears throat> but everything, we're currently in Avon. Everything on the Avon Preserve trails is open. Most everything in Eagle is open. Uh, we had people that rode, I guess World's Greatest is open already. Um, Abrams is open. You know, Boneyard, Pool and Ice, all that stuff down in Eagle. And then everything here in the Avon Preserve is open. Most everything over in Wild Ridge and Berry Creek, June Creek is open. So, nice. yeah, stuff's riding really, really good. Uh, a lot of people are, are somewhat excited about the moisture we're supposed to get tomorrow because it turns in it into quote hero dirt um myself being the road biker of the group all the roads are in great shape i will tell you eagle county town of gypsum has done an amazing job of sweeping the roads i've done the river road twice so the burns loop yeah. you know 85 85 mile loop out 131 left on the river road back down to dot zero and around it is in perfect condition um all the roads in the valley you know whether it's cordillera uh bellyache mountain star um batcher gulch those are all riding really, really good. Obviously, you cannot do Vail Pass yet. The official opening for Vail Pass, I believe, is May 22nd. So what is that? Uh, today is the 10th, so about two weeks away. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I talked to the folks at the Forest Service who manage that. They are going to plow. It looks like CDOT is going to plow it, and that will be open. So somewhere around May 22nd, you can probably ride up and down Vail Pass all the way over to Copper. So, yeah, incredible. I can't believe that it's already there. Um, for those people, and you mentioned Avon Preserve just a couple of times, and that's something that, uh, you know, it's a 
five, six, seven years. More than that, yeah. it's been around at this point. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's still a little bit of a secret to folks out there. Why is uh, why is it such a special spot? Why is it something you hit twice and something that my boys say, hey, Dad, two loops, and then we'll have dinner? Um, I think it was a great, you know, public-private partnership. You know, Town of Avon really stepped up, spent a bucket load of money, um, did purpose-built trails, brought in a company to build the trails. And there's everything from just like seeing. There's greens, there's blues, and there's semi-blacks. I'm going to cough again. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I'd like that you preempted, that yes, you let exactly. us know. That's yeah. very, very polite. Cough all of Bless you. Oh, yes. Well, thank you. I am a blessed person indeed. Um, so it's just a good, you know, easy spot, you know, non-intimidating um, for people to get into. And if you're a hardcore mountain biker, I'll tell you, yesterday we had a clinic for about two hours at the shop, and Giant brought us in an amazing uh, there's some smart technology and suspension now where there's literally a computer in there with gyroscopes that tell you, tells the bike where you are in space, and it adjusts the suspension 200 times a second while you're riding. So we're like, this sounds cool. So we literally ran the boys up the hill. We, you cannot do commercial shuttles up on Avon Preserves, but we were just shuttling people as just individuals. Sure. Ran them up there, and they were back at the shop in like 12 minutes. It was just crazy. And so you can do something with just a really quick hit. Hey, I've got 30 minutes for lunch, and I'm going to go do a quick ride. And you can also do multiple loops up there like your boys said. Hey, let's do two. Yeah. Um, and make it into just a, however much time you have. You can kill that time in the Avon Preserves. You can connect it over to Singletree yeah. and the trails that are over there as well. So I rode my gravel bike um, last Friday. I built up a new gravel bike, left from here from the warehouse, rode up the road up into wild ridge um went down the cul-de-sac turned into dirt rode some dual track rode some gravel rode some single track back to here it was 40 minutes in a loop on a you know semi road bike semi mountain bike aka a mullet gravel bike and it was quite fun just to get out for 45 minutes for my little lunch break that's like a really nice lunch break tell me as we're letting these uh we're gonna let these people go in just a little bit but tell me your second favorite mountain bike trail in town no one says their favorite and i wouldn't tell you mine well i will tell you my favorite and my non-favorite because i don't mountain bike oh ever I've literally, I've owned a bike shop for 33 years. I have been on less than five mountain bike rides in my life. I don't mountain well, bike. You can tell me your favorite road bike ride. Uh, road bike ride, my favorite is definitely Burns Loop. Yeah. Um, second one would be the Cottonwood Pass. So out of Gypsum, head up Cottonwood, down into Missouri Heights over in Basalt, and loop back through Glenwood Canyon. It's about 80 miles. It does have about 15 miles of dirt, just like the Burns Loop has 15 miles of dirt. It is not, in my opinion, a gravel bike ride. I've never done either one of them on a gravel bike. I've only done them on a road bike. It's character building, um, and the nice thing is, is uh, on both those you will go hours without seeing a car, which is my definition of a great ride. Yep. I so, hear you. wow, I love it. I uh, can tell you what I tell people is a great ride. Tell, tell you, tell, go ahead. Don't do it. Uh, Boneyard pool and ice. All right, there we go. Yeah, yeah, so, it yeah. is a great ride. It's awesome. I've never had a bad experience on it. Mine is uh, Evercrisp. Okay. I'm a big fan, but I also live pretty close and can sneak up there with the dogs and you're right, disappear cool. for a little bit. North Trail also. If you're if you're up Valley, North Trail. That's my go-to. Another one I've never ridden, but I send a lot of people on. So we know that you all out there in podcast land have other things to do. We're just going to keep talking about our favorite trails, uh, but uh, we're going to send you away. Mike Bruma welcomed me to Venture Sports, to the warehouse here. Got to hang out with the boys, which was really cool. But thanks for your time, your expertise. And actually, one other thing as far as boys, uh, we do, you know, in, in biking world, it has traditionally been a very male-dominated, you know, chauvinistic, oh, hey, where's your boyfriend is a typical thing that happens to women they walk into bike shops, which is pitiful. I would tell you we have five ladies who work at Venture Sports, and we're a very, very uh, welcoming to uh, whether you know everything about bikes or whether you know nothing about bikes. Um, <clears throat> we're involved with the Valley Vixens, which is a great women's only. Uh, I am a man ambassador for the Vixens, by the way. Nice. Um, but we 
got a lot of ladies groups in town. And so if you happen to be a girl slash woman who is worried about getting into this male dominated uh, yeah. industry, there's a lot of great welcoming shops. And I will tell you, Venture Sports has a lot of chicas who work here and uh, come on in and we'll uh, show you the ropes. Boom. I love it. You're breaking the dirt ceiling. We appreciate it every day. Mike Broombaugh, player, coach, owner, operator, Venture Sports. Thanks for your time, buddy. Thank you. Have a great day. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now and find more resources at valevalleypartnership.com.